I'm, I'm really speaking about all of humanity, you know, without exception of anybody, you know. And I, I know that um, a lot of the content in the songs is very heavy, you know, but uh, see, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what they need. And I've just retired from the fantasy part because I realized that. I partake in, so in doing what I love, I get to keep it all. Perceptions leave much room to be mistaken, so in doing what I say, my word is covenant. I expect nothing but the best from myself, not myself nor me. Putting personality under subordination of the master key, which is the most I in I and I. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating. Use your concentration wisely, because your only limitation is your imagination. Priority one is to focus on the most high in the meditation. Develop the routine, keep the room clean, balance the physical and spiritual accommodation. The daily from the written word, learn from the Put it into practical use within your temple. The real work is to know, the truth is to see. The real life is to grow into what you need. So what the think is in this heart, so is he. Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating. Use your concentration wisely. Because your only limitation is your imagination. Trust inside the flesh requiring emancipation from the source of the vexation, which is the enemy. Anyhow, you let the mind control corrupt your state of meditation. You compromise your soul, focus of the goal, and move further from the free. Where you want to be, shaping your destiny. Which is the enemy Anyhow, you let the mind control Corrupt your state of meditation You compromise your soul You focus off the goal And move further from the free
Imagination is your imagination. In his heart, so is he. Whatever you're dwelling on is the reality that you're creating. Use your concentration wisely, because your only limitation is your imagination. Organisms like particles splitting them volatile. Be wary of me. The spawn of the sun and the earth be born on hollow ground. Messed around and open up a goddamn portal spitting. They call me beast because I'm greasing rappers on their turf. And plot revolts to quote me later. Say I hardly spoke. Cause I'm a quiet assassin with passion for fire. Blaze the trails and leave the victims catching breath inside the smoke. This the revival left that fiber rap. Harlem City. Epitome of street survival rap. Hard and gritty. A large mask with a swag you can't master. Cast from the plaza of the Elohim, God is with me. I spark fear in their hearts with 50,000 watts of light beams from out the deepest chasms of the darkness. He first I leave my mark and they say they can't mark it. But these is gemstones, bezel cut, laying in gold copper, language so proper. I enunciate the doctrine, taking converts. You wonder why my name is so popular. I came from a jungle made of concrete and conflict. Ligers and them tigers and them bears held us hostage. Where I learned the difference between authentic and imposters. Where I turned my sentences to loaded guns and cocked them. There I stayed alone, beware of sinisters and monsters. Now I play in fingers in the center of a mosh pit. I'm the center of your conscience. The black dot, honey skin, the pinnacle of progress. The future of music is brighter than the solar flare. I'm blacker than garbage, you whiter than the polar bear. Hold it there, you don't want a saucer with the holy veil. Box the crowd, I leave my mic like artifacts. Holy grail, matter of fact, you can call me the prophet. I'm probably Jew, Ali, incarnate, so stop it. This is a letter to them veterans and brolic ninjas who fought blood wars, shots leading bodies crippled. I'm trying to catch them before they end up as a homie victim. Guess you call me past the saving cats with the phonics system. They born to block me because I'm not like these regular broads. Speak revelations off the top like I'm channeling God. And my, my sisters keep a bell hooks and Audrey Lord ass by me. I protect the goddess with katana swords. I'm type L like I'm typhoid, no vaccine. You a hypochondriac, I live rap, you practicing. I break rules like White boys in courtrooms where that cracker George at the bounty set and make moves. I'm sort of the rapper, the half the game been waiting on. The other half is waiting to see who next they hating on. But it don't matter, cause I'm bread tough and carbon form. Give you plus lessons, then you see how knowledge born. <laughs>
Joyful exaltations and greetings to those who liberate themselves. Welcome to Women Wednesday. I'm your host, Maria Matane. Love to all, blessings to all, greetings to all. Tonight's theme is unifying within the knowledge of 10. As I conclude my series on the numbers that have been designated special within the Most High's Word. We're going to start the praise up tonight in the Gnostic scriptures, in the Odes of Solomon, Ode 10. The Lord has directed my mouth by his word and has opened my heart by his light. And he has caused to dwell in me his immortal life and permitted me to proclaim the fruit of his peace to convert the lives of those who desire to come to him and to lead those who are captive into freedom. I took courage and became strong and captured the world and the captivity became mine for the glory of the Most High and of God, my Father. And the Gentiles who had been dispersed were gathered together But I was not defiled by my love for them, because they had praised me in high places. And the traces of light were set upon their hearts. And they walked according to my life and were saved, and they became my people forever and ever. Hallelujah. Odes of Solomon, Ode 10. And now I'm going to move forward into the Nakamadi, the Apocalypse of Paul. The road. And he spoke to him, saying, By which road shall I go upon, go up to Jerusalem? The little child replied, saying, Say your name, so that I may show you the road. The little child knew who Paul was. He wished to make conversation with him through his words in order that he might find an excuse for speaking with him. The little child spoke, saying, I know who you are, Paul. You are he who was blessed from his mother's womb. 
For I have come to you that you may go up to Jerusalem to follow apostles, to your fellow apostles. And for this reason, you were called. And I am the spirit who accompanies you. Let your mind awaken, Paul. For whole, which among the principalities and these authorities and archangels and powers and the whole race of demons, the one that reveals bodies to a soul seed. And after that, he brought the speech to an end. He spoke saying to me, let your mind awaken, Paul, and see that this mountain upon which you are standing is the mountain of Jericho, so that you may know the hidden things and those that are visible. Now it is to the 12 apostles that you shall go, for they are elect spirits, and they will greet you. He raised his eyes and saw them greeting him. Then the Holy Spirit, who was speaking with him, caught him up on the high to the third heaven. And he passed beyond to the fourth heaven. The Holy Spirit spoke to him, saying, Look and see your likeness upon the earth. And he looked down, and he saw those who were upon the earth. He stared and saw those who were upon. Then he gazed down and saw the twelve apostles at his right hand and at his left in the creation. The Spirit was going before them. But I saw in the fourth heaven, according to class, I saw the angels resembling gods, the angels bringing a soul out of the land of the dead. They placed it at the gate of the fourth heaven, and the angels were whipping it. The soul spoke, saying, What sin was it that I committed in the world? The toll collector who dwells in the fourth heaven replied, It was not right to commit all those lawless deeds that are in the world of the dead. The soul replied, saying, Bring witnesses. Let them show you in what body I committed lawless deeds. Do you wish to bring a book to read from? And the three witnesses came. The first spoke, saying, Was I not the body? The second hour, I rose up against you. You fell into anger and rage and envy. And the second spoke, saying, Was I not in the world? And I entered at the fifth hour. And I saw you and desired you. And behold, then now I charge you with the murders you committed. The third spoke, saying, Did I not come to you in the twelfth hour of the day when the sun was about to set? I gave you darkness until you should accomplish your sins. When the soul heard these sayings, it gazed down, downward in sorrow, and it gazed upwards. It was cast down. The soul that had been cast down went to a body which had been prepared for it. And behold, its witnesses were finished. Then I gazed upward and saw the spirit saying to me, Paul, come, proceed toward me. Then as I went, the gate opened, and I went up to the fifth heaven, and I saw my fellow apostles going with me while the Spirit accompanied us, and I saw a great angel in the fifth heaven holding an iron rod in his hand, three other angels with him, and I stared into their faces, but they were rivaling each other with whips in their hands, goading the souls on to the judgment. But I went to the spirit and the gate opened for me. 
Then I went to the sixth heaven, and I saw my fellow apostles going with me. And the Holy Spirit was leading me before them. And I gazed up on high and saw a great light shining down on the sixth heaven. I spoke, saying to the toll collector who was in the sixth heaven, Open to me, and the Holy Spirit who was before me, he opened to me. Then I went up to the sixth heaven, and I saw an old man, light, in whose garment was white. His throne, which is in the seventh heaven, was brighter than the sun by seven times. The old man spoke, saying to me, Where are you going, Paul? O blessed one, and the one who was set apart from his mother's womb. But I looked at the spirit, and he was nodding his head, saying to me, Speak with him. Clyde, saying to the old man, I am going to the place from which I came. And the old man responded to me, Where are you from? But I replied, saying, I am going down to the world of the dead in order to leave captive the captivity that was led captive in the captivity of Babylon. The old man replied to me, saying, How will you be able to get away from me? Look and see the principalities and authorities. The spirit spoke, saying, give him the sign that you have, and he will open for you. And then I gave him the sign. He turned his face downward, creation, and to those who are his own authorities. And the seventh heaven opened, and we went up to Ogzad. And I saw the twelve apostles. They greeted me, and we went up to the ninth heaven. And I greeted all those who were in the ninth heaven. And we went up to the tenth heaven. And I greeted my fellow spirits. The apocalypse of Paul. So he rose up to the tenth heaven. The ten. We got to overstand so we can win. We're going to delve into this topic and see what the sacred science and the sacred teachings have to say about this number and how it affects who we are and the world we live in and the symbology and philosophy and theology behind it. Blessings and grace. Mother full of love and grace Selfish yet to give and be Maybe we destroy in vain. Pleasure in no care can cause much pain. Now it's you and it's me and it's I and I. It's me and it's we in the world. Shine in the light of abundance. We all are allies. Allies. Lay your incubator. Lay your
Blessings and grace, and we're back on to the theme, Unify Within Through the Knowledge of Ten. Now, according to the number 10 and the scale of it, the number 10 is called every number or a universal number, complete, signifying the full course of life. Overstand Paul at the end, reach the 10th heaven signifying the full course of life, and for beyond that, we cannot number but by replication. And it either implies all numbers within itself or explains them by itself and its own by multiplying them. Wherefore, it is accounted to be of manifold religion and power and is applied to the purging of souls. Hence, Antioch called ceremony denarii because they were to be expatiated and to offer sacrifices and were to abstain from certain things for 10 days. There are 10 sanguine parts of man, the menstrues, the sperm, the platonic spirit, the mass, the humors, the organic body, the vegetative part, the sensitive part, reason, and the mind. Those are the ten sanguine parts of man. There are also ten simple integral parts constituting man. The bones, cartilage, nerve, fiber, ligament, artery, vein, membrane, flesh, and skin. There are also ten parts of which man consists intrinsically. The spirit, brain, lungs, heart, liver, gall, spleen, kidneys, testicles, and the matrix, the environment in which man dwells. There are ten curtains in the temple, ten strings in the psaltery, ten musical instruments with which the psalms were sung. There were also ten singers of psalms, Adam, Abraham, Melchizedek, Moses, Asaph, David, Solomon, three sons of Korah. There were also ten commandments. And the tenth day after the ascension of Christ, the Holy Ghost came down. Lastly, this is the number of which Jacob, wrestling with the angel all night, overcame and at the rising of the sun was blessed and called by the name of Israel. And this number, Joshua overcame 31 kings, and David overcame Goliath and the Philistines, and Daniel escaped the danger of the lions. This number is also circular as unity, because being heaped together returns into a unity from which it had its beginning. And it is the end and perfection of all numbers, and the beginning of tens, as the number ten flows back into a unity from which it proceeded. So everything that is flowing is returned back to that which it had the beginning. And but Paul said, I'm going back to the place from which I came, from which it had the beginning of its flux. So water returns to the sea from whence it had its beginning. The body returns to earth 
from whence it was taken. Time returns into eternity, from whence it flows, and the spirit shall return to God, the Most High, who gave it. And lastly, every creature returns to nothing from which it was created. Neither it is supported, but by the word of God, in whom all things are hid, ten. And by the number ten, make round. As Proclius says, taking their beginning from God and the ending in him. God, therefore, that first unity or one thing, before he communicated himself to inferiors, diffused himself first into the first of numbers, the number three, then into the number ten, as into ten ideas and measures of making all numbers and all things, which the Hebrews call ten attributes, and account ten divine names, from which cause there cannot be any further number. Hence all ten, some divine thing in them, and in the law are acquired as his own, together with the first fruits, as the original of all things, and beginning of numbers. And every tenth is as the end given to him, who is the beginning and end of all things. And so the ten orders of the blessed, right, in the, in the, in the intelligible world is the seraphim, the cherubim, the thrones, dominations, powers, virtues, principalities, archangels, angels, and the blessed souls, right? And the spheres of the world, first one is the prime mobile. And so the prime mobile is the outermost moving sphere in the geometric model of the universe. And then you have the sphere of the zodiac, the sphere of Saturn, Jupiter, Mars, Sun, Venus, Mercury, Moon, and the sphere of the elements. And the ten animals consecrated to the gods was lamb, bull, fox, man, lion, horse, eagle, dragon, lizard, and dove. And the ten orders of the damned, the false gods, lying spirits, vessels of iniquity, revengers of wickedness, jugglers, airy powers, furies, the seminaries of evil, sifters, or the triers, those ones that try you, okay? The tempters, or the ensnarers, and the wicked souls bearing rule. Those are the ten orders of the damned. And so in the Bible, the number ten is used 242 times. The designation tenth is used 79 times. Ten is also viewed as a complete and perfect number, as in three, seven, and twelve, and is made up of four, the number of the physical creation, and six, the number of man. As such, it signifies testimony, law, responsibility, and completeness of order. In Genesis 1, we find the phrase, God said, ten times, 
which is a testimony of his creative power. God gave the Ten Commandments to man. Ten, therefore, represents man's responsibility to keep the commandments. A tithe is a tenth of our earnings and is a testimony of our faith to the Lord. The Passover lamb was selected on the tenth day of the first month. Exodus 12:3 As was Jesus the lamb that takes away the sins of the world The 10th day of the 7th month is the holy day known as the day of atonement This unique day of fasting pictures the removal of Satan the author of sin before the millennial reign of Yeshua begins Revelations 20:1-2 The last great world ruling kingdom of man under Satan is symbolized prophetically by the ten toes of Daniel 2 and the ten horns of Revelation 13:17 10 generations of man lived on the earth before the flood waters came and swept away all those who were disobedient Noah being the 10th generation was 600 years old when he and seven other family members entered the ark the patriarchs who preceded him are Adam Seth, Enos, Canaan, Mahaliel, Jared, Enoch, Methuselah, and Lamech, who was Noah's father. The average age, this is incredible, of these, ten, of these 10 patriarchs is 857 years. Okay, so if we leave out the unusual circumstance of God transporting Enoch at the age of 365, we end up with the average lifespan of 900 and 12 years. And so 10 takes on new significance. There's an overstanding. There were 10 plagues that God sent on ancient Egypt in order to free his people. It represented his complete and total judgment of the pagan empire. The Nile rivers turned into blood the plague of frogs, the plague of lice, swarms of beasts, plague on the cattle, boils, great storm of hail, thunder and lightning, locusts, darkness over the entire land for three days, and the death of the firstborn of both man and beast. And there are at least 10 books mentioned in the Old Testament, which did not become part of the finalized Bible we read today. And they are sometimes referred to as the lost books, such as the book of the wars of the Lord, the book of Jasher, the book of the Acts of Solomon, the book of Nathan the prophet, the book of Gad the seer, the prophecy of, of Ahijah the Sheolite, the visions of Edo the seer, the book of Shemaiah the prophet, the book of Jehu the son of Hanai, the sayings of Hosea. Ten and when so divine transformation 10 powers for soul enlightenment in researching this i found this information on speakingtree.in and so the first is the power of belief believe karma cause and effect you will make great effort and with the effort you put out it comes back but you have to believe in yourself in order to reach soul enlightenment. To believe is to plant a seed. It is the beginning. Seed you cannot enjoy a harvest. 
So belief is the true seed for your spiritual journey. Belief in the most high and that the most high dwells in you. The soul enlightenment. And so the second is the power of giving up. Right? Being able to spiritually commit in a deeper and deeper way to giving up the role that you think you should be playing and the role that the most high has in you to come out and expound and expand upon the world. And the third is the power of, of discipline. Well, going back to giving up and also those habits and the people and the circumstances and the repetitiveness of the circumstances. Right. And then, so the third is discipline. Discipline yourself to stop creating bad karma from body, from what you eat, your mouth, what you say, and thought, what you think. To have discipline. And the fourth is the power of concentration and moving forward. Fully concentrate on your spiritual journey. Do not be distracted from your spiritual journey by anything. That is very important. And by doing so, the spiritual journey will progress tremendously faster. And the fifth power is the power of emptiness. When you take that moment each day and remove all thought and all the clutter and the back talk and the murmurings and the utterings and the stains left by others' words and emptying it out and allowing the multi to refill. And six is the power of stillness. To reach stillness during meditation is to attain a very advanced spiritual level. You know, to sit without moving and feeling who you are and indwelling and understanding what that feels like and what you need to adjust and work out and let go of. And the seventh is the power of intelligence. Intelligence is your true intelligence. It's your heart's shining light. And that brings your true intelligence. Once your heart is open, that heart chakra is open to the universal stream and the frequency of love that's embedded and there for us to tap into. And the eighth is the power of wisdom. And this is not normal wisdom. As a spiritual seeker, to reach this special level of wisdom is to shine complete heart, love, and strength, and and being able to stand on your own two feet within yourself and know, and know. And so the ninth is, you know, be able to see creation in all forms. You know, you'll be able to see creation in its all forms. And that's a whole different purview and perspective that we should all be working towards. It lightens the soul to see the positive. And the tenth is the power of test. The power of te, T-E, allows you as a spiritual being to achieve total purity and meld with the energy of the Most High. The complete, true, pure, and divine nature of your heart and soul will then appear. 
So that is very important for every spiritual seeker. The ten powers are must, you know, achievements to reach soul enlightenment, to reach within yourself. It's very important for transforming your spiritual journey as well as your physical journey. You know, so that's, again, that is the power of belief and of giving up and letting go. Let go or be dragged, okay? The power of discipline, the power of concentration and moving forward, the power of emptiness during that meditative oneness with the Most High, and the power of stillness, right? Be still and know that I'm there. The seventh is the power of intelligence, wisdom, the power of Tao, being able to see creation in all, and the power of Te. You know, your complete, true, and divine nature of your heart and soul appearing as you move forward. And so there are ten planets of astrology. Understand every planet symbol is composed of a circle, the crescent and the cross. Not all are three, not all three are present in every planet symbol, but at least one is. The circle symbolizes boundless, infinite, and internal spirit without beginning or end. The Ouroboros, the serpent swallowing its tail. The crescent represents personality and substance. Half of the circle, the outer, visible part of being. Just as the moon is visible only when it reflects the light of the sun, potentially, reflect the true light within us or our immortal consciousness. The crescent moon represents everything in life that changes and goes through phases. And the cross represents the incarnation of the souls on earth and the evolutionary struggle to be illuminated by what is within. Notice how the circle, crescent, and the cross are used in the Venus, Mars, and Jupiter, Saturn pairs. And in Venus, the circle of spirit is above the cross of the matter, symbolizing the spirit overcoming matter through love. And Mars' old symbol above the circle of spirit was held down by the cross of the matter, symbolizing the subjugation of the spirit to matter. And Mars new, more familiar circle with an arrow, our animal energy energy can be raised or it can be transformed upward under the direction of the spirit. And the planet of expansion, Jupiter symbol, the crescent of the personality is buoyed up by the cross of the matter. And the planet of contraction, Saturn symbol, contractions of the sand, the crescent of personality is held down by the cross of the matter, right? A, a lot of times people walk around contradicting themselves or who they wish to be. Neptune's glyph is the cross of the matter, piercing the crescent of personality to set it free via the sacrifice of the personality through service to that which is larger than the separated, separate self, right? Set it free, set it free via the sacrifice of the personality through the service to that which is larger than the separated self. So Mercury, Uranus, and Pluto use all three symbols, the circle of spirit and the crescent of personality and the cross of the matter. Understand? So the planets are, you know, you have sun, 
right? And moon, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto. So hopefully this 10 will help transformate, help help the transformation happen within and to look within yourself and reunify with what was the original intent of your energy and how you can best direct it. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the go and gnosis. Blessings and grace. Four women, round of applause. Get my goals, women, round of applause. Know my roots, women, round of applause. If they come and get you, get you, get you. Armada, my sweater, gonna get a female, betcha, 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 she gon' catch you. Big old women gonna come and applaud. Got my back, women, I do applaud. I'm an F-L-E-M-A-L-E from the ghetto. Yeah, she got a brain in the ghetto. She work by the now, still got time for the metro. Dancing out of way and forget about the echoes of the ghetto. I can get cause she never leave the ghetto. Gotta tell them she's a memo cause in time she gonna let go. She's a queen. And you know she never leave. They be waiting for a stumble, but she never treats the pain.
taking these hits. Yeah, we getting even higher, please. No trip. Anybody got fire like this week? Got a burning desire now. I'm equipped. Things are looking even brighter. I've been lit. I've been all set. Blessings and grace. And I'm back with your go and gnosis. Your news and fuse with consciousness. We're going to start off at the NewYorkDailyNews.com. Former New Jersey police chief compared black people to ISIS. He slammed a teen's head against a door jam. Now retired New Jersey police chief was arrested and charged on Wednesday for committing a hate crime and violating civil rights. Frank A. Nukera Jr., 60 years old, was previously chief of the Border Town Township Police Department in Burlington County. The nobility of officers is rooted in their selfless commitment to protect our communities and their pledge to honor our, our constitutional values, acting U.S. Attorney William E. Fitzpatrick said in a statement. The defendant dishonored the profession by doing neither, Fitzpatrick added. Nukora had previously shown disdain for African-Americans when speaking to a subordinate officer about a black man who he had suspected had slashed the tires of a police vehicle. I wish that N-word would come back from Trenton and give me a reason to put my hands on him. I'm tired of him, Nukera said, according to a criminal complaint unsealed, unsealed on Tuesday. These N-words are like ISIS. They have no value. They should line them all up and mow them down. I'd like to be in the, in the firing squad. I could do it. The complaint also alleges regular use of racial slurs and said Nukara ordered police dogs stationed at the entrance of high school gymnasiums to intimidate African-Americans while providing security for local basketball games. The incident, Nukara resigned, is now facing charges over, over occurred on September 1st, 2016. Officers responded to a call from the Bordertown Ramada Hotel manager saying an 18-year-old African-American male and a 16-year-old African-American female had, paid, had failed to pay for a, for a hotel room the night before and was swimming in the hotel pool that afternoon, according to the complaint. Two officers responded, and their questioning escalated to a physical struggle when the young man and woman resisted arrest. Officers used pepper spray on the man and called for, pack, for um, backup. Several officers, including Nukera, responded and helped to subdue and handcuff the pair. The 18-year-old stopped walking near the doorway and began yelling at the officers, but did not or struggle, according to the complaint. An officer allegedly placed his hand on the back on the man's back and began to push him forward when Nukera stepped in, grabbing the handcuffed teen's head and slamming it into a metal door jam, making a loud thud, the complaint alleges. The teen originally asked to be taken to the hospital after complaints of a possible concussion, but changed his mind a few minutes later, deciding instead, allegedly, to be processed at the county jail. One officer said in the complaint he thought the use of force was excessive, but did not report it at the time because he was afraid of facing retaliation from his fellow officer, Nukera. Nukera now faces two charges, a hate crime and a deprivation of rights under the color of law. Under the color of law. Each charge carries a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison and a $250,000 fine. Nakura will make his initial appearance in the federal court before U.S. Magistrate Judge Anne Marie Denio. 
So let's pray that Judge Anne-Marie DeNeo and the jurors that are in this case, this man, to the fullest extent possible to set an example for all to see that this can no longer be tolerated. Extend your energy and prayer to that. That's terrible. And how many other officers and police chiefs? You know, this man was a police chief. Have this attitude. Let them all be rooted in the Most High Name, rooted out and made example of, one by one, the same way they're plucking out Hollywood right now. And on SandraRose.com, a seventh-grade teacher is suspended for distributing pamphlets about sex change operations. A seventh grader in Albany, New York, was, was um, a, excuse me, a seventh grade teacher in Albany, New York, ended handing out literature containing graphic photos about transgender identity and sex change operations. The literature was distributed to the seventh and 10th grade students by health teacher Jacqueline Hall at the Cambridge Central School in North Albany. She was suspended indefinitely with pay suspended indefinitely with pay over Sam the HD after one parent complained on Friday. Genital reconstruction surgery, is that something an 11-year-old kid should be learning and knowing about? No, I don't think so, said parent Cyril Field in a Facebook video. As of Monday morning, the video had been viewed over 785,000 times. The teacher was suspended after Field complained that his 11-year-old son brought home a packet of graphic information relating to transgender sex surgery. It should not be allowed or tolerated, period. It's not your right to take the innocence of my child like that at that age, Field told WRGB-TV. The trouble began when Hall invited a member of the LGBT group to talk to her 7th grade and 10th grade students. The speaker brought a four- page handout that listed LGBT terminology, according to Fox News, the LGBT speaker instructed students to match LGBT terminology to their definitions, and the teacher also gave more extensively detailed 42-page handout to the 7th grade students, but that handout was intended for the 10th grade students, so this teacher, you know, failed on two fronts, as far as I'm concerned. The paper reported Friday that the high school principal knew about the speaker but had not reviewed any of the literature. Teacher had not reviewed the 42-page handout or anything. And on top of that, gave it to children that are 11 years old, not just the 10th graders. And so Phil said that the literature clashed with his Christian values and that he preferred that the school leave such education to parents. There's a big overstepping in the society when it comes to the infrastructure that is the Board of Education and parental rights. They feel it's their right to intercede and intercept and look out for. And, you know, that's not what school is there for, in my opinion. School is there to just educate on the fundamentals, you know, and then you leave the personal and ideology to the family that that child comes from. And so um, I have no problem with the school talking about diversity, he told the paper. Gay kids are out here, and the kids need to know about it. But I have a problem is that that it went so in-depth. 
that's too much for 11 and 12 year olds. The LGBT. these meetings that they have, but at least make it quarterly, you know, four times a year, right, just to go check up and see what's happening and who's who and what their energy feels like. And on um, Haaretz.com over in um, Europe, the British cabinet minister's career is in doubt over undisclosed meetings with Netanyahu and other Israelis. Security Secretary Preeti Patel faces calls to quit after 12 meetings. 12 meetings with the prime minister and other top figures during a family vacation in August, which has come to light. And so the Netanyahu meeting, according to the statement, includes topics such as Patel's experience growing up in the area of England with a large Jewish community, the Israeli domestic political scene and prospects for a closer collaboration between Israel and the UK on development and humanitarian issues. So no U.K. officials were present and no minutes were kept. And so the Foreign Office was aware of the visit while it was underway, but were not informed about it in advance, her statement read. So the Britain's Foreign Secretary and fellow Brexiter, um, Boris Johnson, backed his colleague, tweeting that she was a good friend and we worked closely together for a global Britain, you know, but... um, Patel was accompanied by Lord Pollock, an honorary president of the Conservative Friends of Israel, who told the BBC that the meetings were informal and all very innocent. However, both the Labour Party and the Liberal Democrats have seized on the affair and demanded an inquiry, warning that Patel's position would be and would, would be untenable if she had broken the, the ministerial code of conduct. And the code states that ministers must ensure that no conflict arises or could reasonably be perceived to arise between their public duties and their private interests. So Priti Patel has made a grave error of judgment, which goes against the openness, accountability, and scrutiny of the work of government minister demands, says Shah Sheehan, the Liberal Democrats International Development Spokesman. So Israel, Netanyahu, is working with the U.K., and it came out that there were secret meetings to discuss the development of this. And as um, and on CNN.com, as Trump lands in Seoul, three U.S. carriers prepare for a drill. U.S. President Donald Trump, Trump <laughs> arrived in Seoul Tuesday, is being accompanied by a major show of force in the in the Pacific. In coming days, three U.S. carriers accompanied the guided missile destroyers and submarines will be conducting a mock battle, a mock battle in the waters in the region, according to the U.S. Navy. Why are they mocking North Korea on their own waters in space where they can see? Like, this is ridiculous. So it goes on to say, it's likely that the show of power by the U.S. forces will be seen by North Korea as a direct provocation. While the Navy has been coy as to the purpose of the carrier's presence in the region, Trump spelled it out in the press conference in Seoul. I think we're showing great strength, Trump said. We sent three of the largest aircraft carriers in the world to the Korean Peninsula, and a nuclear submarine is also positioned. 
why is a nuclear submarine positioned in North Korea? Nobody voted on this. And the three of the largest aircraft carriers in the world, Trump said, we hope to God we never have to use the military strength the U.S. has on the Korean Peninsula. So why are you bringing it there? Why are you taunting and mocking? With that being said, I really believe it makes sense for North Korea to come to the table and make a deal that's good for the people of North Korea, he added. The drill involving the USS Nimitz and the U.S. Ronald Reagan and the USS Theodore Roosevelt follows joint exercises by the U.S., Australian, and South Korean navies intending to simulate the interception of shipments of nuclear material meant for North Korea. Trump didn't say what U.S. submarine was in position, but the guided missile submarine USS Michigan, armed with 154 Tomahawk cruise missiles, made a port call in Busan, South Korea last month. North Korean government officials told CNN's Will Ripley and Pyongyang Monday that U.S. was increasingly taking action and could ignite another Korean war. Nobody knows when and how the war maniac, Trump, will ignite the wick of war, the officials said, referring to the presence of the carriers near the peninsula. In in a press briefing in Tokyo on Monday, Trump said Japanese Prime Minister Shinzo Abe would be able to shoot down North Korean missiles when he completes the purchase of a lot of military equipment from the United States. Trump and Abe say they were in complete agreement on the way forward in dealing with North Korea, and both leaders saying the time was right for talks, despite an indication by Trump Sunday he may one day be willing to meet with North Korean leader Kim Jong-un. Some people said that my rhetoric is very tough, Trump said, but look at what's happened with the very weak rhetoric over the last 25 years. Look where we are now. So this is what's happening. This is where we are now. We have a nuclear submarine in position and three of the largest aircraft carriers in the world with the 154 Tomahawk missiles stationed to do mock (laughs) interceptions and battles as a show of force off of North Korea. That's not asking someone to sit and come to the table. That's, That's provoking you know, and he wants him to bow down on a global scale. And that's ridiculous. Irregardless of how the man runs his regime, he's the man in charge and you're the man in charge. You know, so this world, pray, Lord, pray. And so on CNN.com also, Italy is investigating the deaths of 26 teenage girls in the Mediterranean Sea. Italian authorities have launched an investigation into the cause of death of 26 girls whose bodies were recovered in the Mediterranean Sea on Monday. The girls aged 14 to 18 are believed to have been migrants from the Niger and Nigeria who had embarked on the treacherous route to Europe from from Libya over the weekend. Lorraine Sakoti, Salerno's head of police, told CNN that autopsies would be carried out on Tuesday and that the coroners would be investigating whether the girls had been tortured or sexually abused. 
Their bodies were found close to a flimsy rubber dinghy that had all but sunk when rescuers arrived, Zakati said. Aid workers had described a grim scene, survivors hanging on to the remains of the vessel as the girls' bodies floated nearby. The rescue was one of four separate rescue operations carried out in the Mediterranean over the weekend. In total, 400 people were brought, were brought aboard the Spanish special Cantabria before disembarking at the Italian port of Salerno. Among them were 90 women, the females, and 52 minors, including a week-old baby, authorities said. Libya is well-known is a well is is a well-known jumping-off point for migrants seeking refuge on European shores. Many from sub-Saharan Africa are fleeing war and persecution. Others from impoverished nations in Africa, the Middle East, and South Asia have made the treacherous journey in search of better economic opportunities. North African country is a hotbed of human traffickers whose network of smuggling operations have gone widely unchecked due to Libya's lack of effective central governance. On Monday, Italian police arrested two men, an Egyptian and a Libyan accused with human smuggling. The men are not believed to be connected to the boat that was transporting the teenage girls. Since the start of the year, 2,839 migrants have died on the central Mediterranean route, according to the International Organization for Migration. 150,982 migrants have reached European shores, of which around 74% are Italian arrivals. In August, Italy deployed two military ships to Libya, offering training to, Lib- to the to Libyan Tripoli Coast Guard following an agreement signed between the Italian Interior Minister and the Tripoli government and the various mayors of the Libyan villages to fight human trafficking. So blessed those on those journeys as we speak, and bless the families of those daughters those 26 daughters between 14 and 18. Most high bless their souls and have them ascend from Niger and Nigeria. And on BBC.com, there are Saudi Arabia arrests, anti-corruption drive just to start. So there's a purging of the Saudi crown princes. The arrest of dozens of Saudi royal figures, ministers, and businessmen is just the start of an anti-corruption drive. And the attorney general says, Sheikh Saud al-Majeb issued a statement describing the detentions as merely the start of a vital process to root out corruption wherever it exists. News of major purge and Saudi Arabia's business and political leadership emerged on Sunday. It is seen as bolstering the power of Crown Prince Mohammed bin Salam. Salman, an anti-corruption body led by the crown prince, who's 32, ordered the detentions of 11 princes, four ministers, and dozens of ex-ministers. Internationally known billionaire businessman Prince Awaid bin Talal was reported to be among those held. U.S. President Donald Trump backed the move by the Saudi authorities. I have great confidence in King Salman and the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. They know exactly what they're doing, he tweeted. Over Stan, last week I spoke about um, Jared Kushner making those three or four visits to Saudi Arabia unbeknownst um, previously since Trump has been president, which is 
been less than a year. So Trump tweeted, I have great confidence in King Salman and the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. They know exactly what they're doing. Some of those they harshly treating have been milking their, their country for years, Trump added. And those are heady, unpredictable times in Saudi Arabia. So this is what's happening. They are rooting out corruption. And the princes are being taken down. Eleven princes, a whole shakeup is happening in that structure. And they're also seizing their funds and their properties as well. And on the OrlandoCentil.com, Florida State suspends all Greek life after pledges death and a cocaine arrest. Okay, and this is in Tallahassee, Florida State University, indefinitely suspended its fraternities and sororities Monday after the suspected alcohol-related death of a freshman pledge and cocaine charges for another fraternity member. And this is for ones that have children that are in college to understand what is happening. Um, University President John Thrasher did not say how long the suspension would last. This pause is needed to review and reflect on the loss of a young life and to implement serious changes, Thrasher said. For this suspension to end, there will need to be a new normal for Greek life on campus. And there's a large um, African-American community at Florida State University as well. And so um, they must participate in that culture, said the president. Florida State is at least the third university this year in Greek life because of alcohol-related tragedies, deaths. After the February hazing death of 19-year-old Timothy Piazza, Penn State suspended fraternities and sororities from having social activities during the spring semester. Spring semester. Louisiana State University had a one-month suspension and continues to ban alcohol at Greek parties after the hazing death of 18-year-old Maxwell Groover in September. At, F- at, at um, FSU, Andrew Coffey, a pledge at Pi Kappa Phi, died on Friday after he was found unresponsive following a party. Police said there were indicators that alcohol may have been a factor, but authorities are waiting the results of an autopsy before determining the cause of death. So Tallahassee Police Chief Michael DeLeo said authorities are still investigating. And the thing about these fraternities and sororities that, you know, I find troublesome is that you have all these great alumni who are part of these organizations that go back to 1906 and 1908 and 1910. And they have headquarters and, you know, national and community chapters, regional chapters. They should have representatives, if you're going to continue this, this, you know, this boule tradition, at least have responsible adults on each campus where the chapter is located. If they're giving dues from all over the United States and all over the world, because there's, you know, black fraternities and sororities in Africa and Europe and all over the world, and they're all paying dues to be active members, that can pay for someone's salary right, even on a part-time basis, to be on campus. These children can't be, you know, the whole process of, you know, crossing and pledging, and they're overseeing themselves and not having a real authoritative, adult, mature structure to oversee that process. It could be done with dignity and integrity, at least, and not with death and humiliation and destruction. 
You know, there's this there's this thought that one has to break somebody down to build them up. Just build up and build up, you know? And so also on the BBC.com, the Texas shooting, gunman Devin Kelly had a row with his mother-in-law. So Texas church gunman David Patrick Kelly was armed with three guns, and he'd argue with his mother-in-law before the rampage, officials say. Um, As ones are probably aware by this moment, this was a horrible uh, mass shooting that happened in a church in Texas in the United States. And I believe 26 persons were dead. The attack on the small church outside of San Antonio during Sunday services left 26 people dead, half were children. Kelly called his father after he was shot by an armed bystander and said he did not think he would survive. U.S. officials said he was not legally permitted to own the weapons, including a semi-automatic rifle and two pistols. Freeman Martin, the regional director of the Texas Department of Public Safety, told reporters, it appeared that Kelly died from a self-inflicted gunshot wound after the first shot by a good Samaritan. So some good Samaritan shot him first. And so this was not racially motivated. It was over, and, and it wasn't over religious beliefs, Mr. Martin said. There was a domestic situation going on with the family and in-laws. He said, adding that Kelly had sent threatening texts to his mother-in-law. Meanwhile, the mother-in-law, nor the wife, or anyone, you know, was, you know, were there when this transpired. His mother-in-law, Michelle Shields, was not present during the shooting at the First Baptist Church in Sutherland Springs. However, her mother, Lula White, was killed in the hail of bullets, according to the relative's Facebook post and interviews with the New York Daily News. So Kelly fled the scene after exchanging gunfire with a local resident who heard gunshots coming from across the road, Mr. Martin said Monday. Johnny Langford told the local media that he picked up the Texas man identified by the U.S. media, Sylvan Willerford, and the pair pursued Kelly in a car chase. He said they drove at speeds of 95 miles an hour till the gunman lost control of his car and crashed. Kelly was later found dead inside the vehicle with what appeared to be, that's strange wording, what appeared to be a self-inflicted gunshot wound, police said. So um, as of right now, that's what they're saying. And, you know, this is some kind of real energy that's coming across in this United States of America that's leading these people out here to run around and want to destroy everything around them instead of fixing what's inside of themselves. And that's why it's so important, you know, to stay awake and aware and understand the presence. Give music a moment and come back with technology. Blessings and grace. Oh, I know you. You earth, right? Yeah, 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 I thought you looked familiar mm. Probably go by the water and pour libation All that, you a vegan or you a vegetarian or... How your chakra looking, shorty? Somebody always trying to tell you about the soul But only you can process all the feelings that you felt That day when shit hits the fan Lost without a plan, wondering if you can or can't 
it with no surrender. I'm gonna fight to the very last breath. Yeah, yeah, I never give up and see to no defeat. With the art of a lioness, we'll see. With faith, size, a mustard seed, we will achieve. Move mountains, our burdens up to cope with ease. You see, warrior size, the four bodies, I at least see type purpose be. Stand for truth and right assistance, some of them are scared to speak. He'll prepare, repeat them histories from a case as a king and a beast. To be a beacon to hope for those who can't cope in a world full of challenges.
blessings and grace, and we're back with technology. We're going to look into what's happening in the, technology, in the technological sector. On TheVerge.com, Olympus made a $1,500 open-source smart glasses. Olympus is reviving the iTech brand it used at the turn of the century to sell a series of head-mounted displays that were as ahead of their time as they were problematic. But the company isn't creating a new set of TV glasses, at least not yet. Instead, the new iTrek, the Insight EL-10, is a $1,500 open-source, enterprise-focused smart glasses product. So the EI-10 can be mounted on all sorts of glasses from regular to protective working kinds. It has a tiny 640 by 400 OLED display that much like Google Glass sits semi-transparently in the corner of your vision when you wear the product on your face. A small forward-facing camera can capture photos and videos or even beam footage back to a supervisor in real time. The EL10 runs Android 4.2.2 4.2.2 Jelly Bean and comes with only a bare bones operating system as Olympus is pushing the ability to customize it to the buyer's likes and needs. And it has a headphone jack for earpieces or microphones or both. And so um, it has um, one gigabyte of RAM and eight gigabytes of storage. And, through, and though Olympus says that about four gigabytes will be needed for an operating system. There are Wi-Fi and Bluetooth chips, but no Bluetooth LE, and it's powered by the same Texas Instrument chip that runs the 8, 9-inch, 2012 Kindle Fire HD. So the battery life is only 30 to 60 minutes. But this is a new um, type of way as something that one would purchase to put on top of their glasses as opposed to um, Google Glass where it is glasses itself. And on TheEconomist.com, this article is called Tissues of Truth. <laughs> Printed human body parts could soon be available for transplant. Printed human body parts. Every year, about 120,000 organs, mostly kidneys, are transplanted from one human being to another. Sometimes the donor is a living volunteer. Usually, though, he or she is a victim of an accident, stroke, heart attack, or similar sudden event that has terminated the life of an otherwise healthy individual. But the lack of suitable donors, particularly as cars get safer, (laughs) overstand that sentence, but the lack of suitable donors, particularly as cars get safer and first aid becomes more effective, means the supply of such organs is limited. Many people, therefore, die waiting for a transplant. That has led researchers to study the question of how to build organs from scratch. One promising approach is to print them, you know, and I've spoken of the podcast where that has become available. So bioprinting originated in the early 2000s when it was discovered that living cells could be sprayed through the nozzles. Living cells could be, stra- could be sprayed through the nozzles of inkjet printers without damaging them. Today, using multiple print heads to squirt out different cell types, along with polymers that help keep the structure in shape, it is possible to deposit layer upon layer of cells that will bind together and grow into living functional tissue. Researchers in various places are tinkering with kidney and liver tissue, 
skin, bones, and cartilage, as well as the network of blood vessels needed to keep body parts alive. They have implanted printed ears, bones, and muscles into animals and watched these integrate properly with their hosts. Last year, a group of Northwestern University in Chicago even printed working prosthetic ovaries for mice. The recipient were able to conceive and give birth with the aid of these artificial organs. No one is talking of printing gonads for people, but blood vessels are a different matter. Shishuan Revitech, a biotechnology company based in Chengdu, China, has successfully implanted a printed section of artery into a monkey. This is the first step in trials of a technique intended for use in humans. Similarly, Organavo, a firm in San Diego, announced in December that it has transplanted printed human liver tissue into mice and that the tissue had survived and worked. Arangavo hopes within the three to five years to develop this procedure into a treatment for chronic liver failure and for inborn errors of metabolism. Inborn errors. I understand where they're going with that. Inborn errors of metabolism and young children. The market for such treatments in America alone, the firm estimates, is worth more than $3 billion a year. This article is in The Economist, overstand. Dot com. And so what's happening now is that Johnson & Johnson, we know from the baby powder, right, among other things, a large American healthcare company is so convinced that bioprinting will transform parts of medical practice that it has formed several alliances with interested academics and biotechnology firms. One of these alliances with tissue, rene- tissue regeneration systems, tissue regeneration systems, a firm in Michigan is intended to develop implants for the treatment of defects in broken bones. Another with Aspect, a biotechnology company in Canada, is trying to work out how to print parts of the human knee known as the meniscus. These are crescent-shaped cartilage pads that separate the femur from the tibia and act as shock absorbers between these two bones, a role that causes huge wear and tear and sometimes requires surgical intervention. And so more immediately, bioprinting can help with the development and testing of other sorts of treatments. Argava already offers kidney and liver tissue for screening potential drugs for efficacy and safety. If this takes off, it will please animal rights activists. It should cut down on the number of animal trials. It will please drug companies, too, since the tissues being tested is human. Overstand. The tissues being tested are human, but they're not like people. They're created, and then they're squirted through a 3D printer. So the results obtained should be more reliable than the ones from the test on other species. With similar motives in mind, L'Oreal, L'Oreal, okay, L'Oreal, a French cosmetics firm, Procter & Gamble, an American consumer goods company, and BASF, a German, a, a German chemical concern, are working on printing human skin. L'Oreal, Procter & Gamble, Johnson & Johnson, overstand, as well as BASF, a German chemical concern, or working on printing human skin. They propose to use it to test their products for adverse reactions. L'Oreal already grows about five square meters of skin in a year. 
using older and slower technology. Bioprinting. So they are already growing five square meters of, 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 of skin. So bioprinting will permit it to grow much more and also allow different skin types and textures to be printed. Printed skin might eventually be employed for grafts, repairing burns and ulcers. Plans are also, are also afoot, as it were, to print skin directly onto the surface of the body. RenovaCare, a firm in Pennsylvania, has developed a gun that will spray skin stem cells directly onto the wounds of burned victims. The stem cells are cells that proliferate to produce all of the cell types that a tissue is composed of. The suggestion is that the stem cells in question will come from the patient himself, meaning that there is no risk of his immune system rejecting the new tissue. The real prize of all this effort would be to print entire organs. For kidneys, root analysis, a medical technology consultancy, reckons that should be possible in about six years' time. Livers, which have a natural tendency to regenerate anyway, also arrive reasonably soon. Hearts, with their complex internal geometries, will take longer. In all cases, those printed organs would mean that those awaiting transplants have to wait neither for the altruism of one another nor the death of a stranger to provide the means to save their own lives. So they are printing skin and organs and spraying stem cells. And L'Oreal, Johnson & Johnson, and Procter and & Gamble are betting on it being a winner. And so this is what's happening. Can you imagine they are spraying skin and they grow all this skin every year and textures and colors? What a world we are living in. And so on HackerNoon.com, Neuralink, Neuralink is building the most privacy-invasive technology of our time. Neuralink, a startup funded by Elon Musk, is developing neural laces. A neural lace is a device which allows for direct connection between a human brain and a, com and a computer. So Elon Musk, who appears to be altruistic, right, offering solar capacity to, you know, Puerto Rico, blessing to that action, but on the down low is developing neural laces. And a neural lace is a device which allows for direct connection between, between a human brain and a computer. This device has the potential to become the most privacy invasive technology of our time. On the other hand, Elon Musk is, is um, hardening his stance on destructive potential of AI, as a neural lace would increase human exposure to AI. I think Elon's investment in Neuralink are quite um, hypocritical, according to this article. So that is a thought. They are trying to, what do they call that um, in that movie, you know, the singularity, right? And so on, on Psy.org, there is renewable coal on the horizon. So the coal fueled the Industrial Revolution, but it took eons to form. Now a team of researchers at the University of Minnesota Duluth has introduced what might be called instant coal, an energy-dense biofuel made from wood and agricultural waste in the Natural Resources Research Institute um, Renewable Energy Lab, NRRI. The new biofuel's vital stats compares favorably with coal from the power 
River Basin of Montana and Wyoming. In tests at the lab, the fossil coal yielded um, 8,000 to 9,500 BTUs per round, while briquettes of the biofuel yielded 10,000. And a second biofuel called energy mud packed even more energy per pound. So far, the lab has achieved the production of four to six tons of biofuel daily. So more research is needed to, to um, determine the new fuel's future impact. Instituted for fossil coal, it will reduce the emissions of carbon dioxide and impurities, including mercury and sulfur, in coal-fired power plants and reduce the mining of coal to make steel and other valuable iron products and to power steam locomotives. The biofuels could also help salvage energy from trees killed by the um, by the emerald ash borer, as well as the biomass from evasive plants and other excess plant material. To produce the biofuel biofuel briquettes, the NRRI team uses a process similar to coffee roasting, in which raw biomass is dried, heated in a low oxygen atmosphere, and compressed to make energy mud. The researchers used a process akin to pressure cooking that requires no drying. In addition to its value as fuel, energy mud can act like glue to hold pieces of solid fuel together. The two processes will be key in using biomass to be more efficiently to, to, um, to, to more efficiently convert solid fuel into natural gas. And in both making activated carbon to purify air and water and carbon materials using batteries, says Don Froshnat, associate director of the NN of the NRRI. So that is really a great thing that um, you know. So they want to use biomass produced electricity in the United States, if possible, um, and around the world. You know, so that's something to look out for and possibly invest in. And on CNN um, travel. On Japan, Japan now has um, VR theme parks. Virtual reality theme parks are changing entertainment in Japan. In Tokyo, according to CNN, um, the perilous wooden park plank that dangles from the skyscraper's dizzying rooftop is all that stands between me and a deafening rescue helicopter in front. But, but, But my feet cannot move forward. Vertigo has condemned me. So this is all happening and virtual reality for the writer, you know, the entire theme park. So the VR Park Tokyo opened last December as an experiment. And so nearly 12 months later, it's attracting 9,000 visitors a month and turning people away at weekends as crowds clamor to immerse themselves in extreme experiences, distant worlds, and fantasy scenarios using technology most people still can't afford to have it on. So, and it's not alone. Across Japan, VR theme parks are pioneering a new type of location-based entertainment and testing the boundaries of virtual human experiences. So they are testing the boundaries of the virtual human experiences. You know, so there's all different types of experiences. It's like, you know, Deep Space Nine. You go in there and program what you want to be in, and then, you know, you experience it. And on um, Inhabitat.com, Richard Branson is planning to rebuild the Caribbean with clean energy. 
Renewable energy could help the islands in the Caribbean and be more resilient in the face of future hurricanes. And billionaire Richard Branson wants to make that happen. He is spearheading a plan for recovery, centering, centering on renewable energy, replacing fossil fuel power grids with clean energy sources like solar and wind, and could also promote economic development. And so hurricanes like Irma and Maria devastated Caribbean islands. So now Branson aims to rebuild. He has spoken with lenders and foundations about a fund to pay for disaster recovery Marshall Plan. Aimed that nod to the Marshall Plan to rebuild Western Europe following World War II. His efforts, which focus on renewable energy, could also include debt relief negotiations in which the International Monetary Fund, the IMF, might be involved. Branson met with IMF Managing Director Christine Lagarde and said she was willing to facilitate meetings between creditors and the Caribbean nations. He also said in a, um, in a blog post that he met directly with over 50 representatives from Caribbean governments and utility companies. He told um, the Thompson Reuters Foundation, we want to move the Caribbean countries into clean energy and make them more sustainable, which will make dealing with hurricanes much easier. The Caribbean heads of state agree with one voice that this is a good idea. Branson wrote out the Hurricane Irma in a cellar on Necker, his private island, in the British Virgin Islands. The island's solar-powered microgrid weathered the storm well. He said with solar panels running... Again, just 24 hours after the hurricane. Look at how the nature of the Most High can be utilized. Within 24 hours. And meanwhile, blessings and strength and grace and solutions to Puerto Rico, who is still 75% without power. And this man had a solar-powered microgrid that weathered Hurricane Irma. Solar powers were running again in just 24 hours. And so in a blog post, Branson said people interested in helping could donate to the VVI Community Support Appeal, which aims to raise money for the long-term reconstruction of the British Virgin Islands. So blessings go out to all of the ones. Um, you know, I used to have listeners, you know, and some of the places that were affected. And, you know, as I looked at the stats, I've often thought of them. And, you know, just had a prayer for their families and for the, for the extreme discomfort that they must have been going through to have to, you know, have rooted themselves after their, you know, we all have our routines and things we listen to and things we enjoy and we do with our week. And it just was devastating to have to, you know, have to experience something like that. So blessings and strength to all the ones who are affected by these hurricanes that have been sweeping across this earth in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and um, come back with Urbanology. Blessings and grace. Introducing the one that's so broad he can't match it. The fashions of the madness, the secrets, the destroyer of ratchets. The one they tuck away and try to hide. The one spitting that fire. The one with the presence you can't deny. Deniable collaboration. Queen bid. Suitable to run entire nations. But y'all keep having the same old conversations. Like we're real MCs, huh? A cool D. Always shut it down where we be at. The recap, hip hop is heading wherever we at. 
enough to be taller than your whole enterprise. You think I'm falling off, you must be lost hella high. Being drawn superstar, so gone they get out. Look, who wanna meet the black Madonna borderline? Whenever, wherever, Maxwell on the 45. It's melanated, rhyme, but it's Nicole's in the thigh. Right with repositions, I'm positioned front and behind. The scene, Jack Kerouac, raps in the beast. Trapped the simile like the blast that killed Kennedy Blink. And Mr. Real Eyes watching God now. People young for a nil down. Jesus, take the will. Now that black noise, Trisha Rose Royce flow. Roar like I'm going for it, girl. Blink your rose for the old youngin'. Race and pop, second coming. Huh? And tell the world it was a woman.
to make your body feel good. Oh, them the things I like to. Things that make your body feel good. Oh, them the things we like to. Things that make your body feel good. Oh, things that make your body feel good. One of the things that make your body feel good. Oh, them the things we like to. Love it when the muscles start burn. Love it when the body start learn how to bend. Like to feel the pelvis oscillation, Kundalini activation. I'm transported to a higher state. Into the sea, into the dance around the yoga mat. Into the officer, into the vehicle, or anywhere I'm at. Just monitor the hydration and surrender to the high vibration of the things that make your body feel good. Oh, them the things we like to. Things that make your body feel good. Oh, them the things we like to. Things that make your body feel good. Oh, things that make your body feel good. One of the things that make your body feel good. Oh, them the things we like to. Herbalist living in the land, trust me. There is a cure for every illness known to man, but it takes courage and knowledge and patience to create the optimal state. Start with what is on your plate. That will teach your brain what you end up in. I make it feel your vessel up with endowment. So when you get to work in and need the strength, the raw and the natural will help you reach the length. But those things will make your body feel good. Oh, them the things we like to. Things will make your body feel good. Oh, them the things we like to. Things will make your body feel good. Oh, things will make your body feel good.
Blessings and grace. Let's move forward into herbnology, right? Things that make your body feel good. I looked up um, 10 medicinal herbs, oils, and foods of the Bible. Understand? And the leaves are to be your medicine. So dill. Dill is mentioned in Matthew 22:23, And so dill's medicinal values, you know, um, it's been effective for insomnia, diarrhea, dysentery, menstrual disorders, respiratory issues, and fungal and bacterial infection. Dill can also boost the immune system and digestion. It helps prevent arthritis and even cancer, promote bone health, help to manage insulin levels, with those in diabetes. Also mint, mint like dill is also referred in Matthew's gospel. So mint also possesses anti-inflammatory properties and the compound is noted for its ability to provide relief from seasonal algaes and keep the breathing airways open. So mint's natural aromatic ingredient, menthol, helps to relieve the common cold, indigestion, nausea, gas, and irritable bowel syndrome. And the peppermint extract is also an excellent pain reliever. And so mint oil can provide relief from insect bites and rashes. And so mint aroma is also known to calm a person suffering from depression or fatigue. So cumin, cumin is used to treat piles, insomnia, respiratory disorders, asthma, bronchitis, anemia, skin disorders, and boils. Cancer protects, um, and it also helps to protect against cancer and stomach or liver tumors. Additionally, cumin has antifungal and antimicrobial properties, and it also helps to improve the immune system. So you can take, um, you can make a tea by boiling two teaspoons of cumin seeds in water and steeping for 10 minutes. And you can introduce cumin into your cooking by grinding cumin seeds to a powder using a mortar and pestle. So cumin complements garbanzo beans and black beans and brown whites. And so it's also um, available as an essential oil. And rue, rue is a less common herb and is mentioned in Luke 11.42. Rue grows wild or cultivated and displays a pretty yellow flower. So it flourishes um, wild across North America. And it's a good source of flavonoids and both um, also of medicinal compounds. And so rue possesses properties such as an antidote to poison and an anti-arthritic, anti-rheumatic, antibacterial, antifungal, insecticidal, sedative, digestive, anti-epileptic, and anti-hysteric. I mean, that's a lot of things that rue can do. <laughs> you know, and they say, what's that saying? You rue the day? Well, rue could save the day according to those properties that lie within. And so <clears throat> there were um, also aloe vera, you know, and research published in the British Journal of General Practice, aloe juice may be helpful for lowering blood glucose in diabetic patients and also for reducing blood lipid levels in those with abnormally high fat in the blood. You know, and so um, 
and the viable frankincense was bestowed upon the baby Jesus. Because of this, frankincense was best known for ceremonial offerings and ancient rituals. So frankincense comes from the gummy sap that oozes out of boswellia trees when the bark is cut. So the resin hardens, you know, and is scraped off the trunk and tear-shaped droplets. So boswellia, I take that um, as I have fibromyalgia, and that really helps, you know, and that comes off of um, frankincense, comes from the gummy sap that oozes out of the tree. So that helps to reduce inflammation. Supposedly, it increases spiritual awareness. Um, boosting immunity, fighting infections, healing the skin, um, reducing acne, and diminishes scarring. And so garlic, of course, which keeps the body warm, it um, increases semen, it kills parasites. And um, esoterically, it's supposed to foster love and remove jealousy. (laughs) Anise um, does appear in the Bible, and it's commonly used um, herbal remedy to break up congestion and also to ease coughing. You know, it can be used to help with digestion as an anti-flagellant agent. You know, you can be you can use it by crushing the seeds into a tea. And cassia is written in the Bible, which resembles modern-day cinnamon. It was generally used as a holy anointing oil, and um, but it was also used in um, perfumery being, you know, like a perfume, and casey is ground into cinnamon, and according to a British study, it's been shown to reduce fasting blood sugar levels, and it also harbors great potential as an anti-diabetic, and so myrrh, like frankincense, um, gum was collected from myrrh and pressed into cakes and used as a perfume, but myrrh was also sold as a spice, a stimulant, and an um, expectorant. It's also sold as incense and is an ingredient in salve for the purification of the dead. Today, myrrh is highly valued in aromatherapy for its sedative and antidepressant properties. And it's a promoter of spiritual feelings. Myrrh oil works well against coughs, colds, and sore throats. It also helps relieve congestion and expels phlegm. And um, so it promotes digestive health, you know, um, flatulence and hemorrhoids, and it has also given relief from toothaches and gingivitis and mouth ulcers, you know, from gargling. And it's also immune-boosting and to help protect your body from infections. And mustard, you know, one of Jesus' most famous parables referred to the mustard seed, most likely because mustard grew so abundantly in Palestine. So according to organic facts, mustard can be used um, to relieve muscular pain psoriasis, ringworm, contact dermatitis, and respiratory disorders. And um, you can't forget about the bitter herbs, you know, which are good, such as chicory, um, hawkweed, so thistle, wild lettuce. You know, um, those are good to help treat urinary tract infections, kidney stones, fluid retention, achy joints, and gout. And balm, you know, um, extracted from the balsam tree, it was extremely fragrant and extremely valuable. And so it was actually referred to as the Balm of Gilead and held major ceremonial, economic, and political importance. So the gum was used as incense, and its leaves and berries were used in medicine. So today, according to ISA Ontario, balm can be made into a tea to relieve respiratory congestion and sore throats. So those are, you know, 10 you know, natural remedies 
plus a little bit of extra that are from the most high, you know, for the ones who have eyes to see, overstand, and ears to hear. And um, so we can make it through with health and strength and grace from the knowledge put forth in Yeshua's name. We're going to take a music moment and come back with the metaphysics of the moment. Blessings and grace. Situations come and go Whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger Another day, another go
Money bank foundation discoveries Mischievous and self-centered development strategies Uneffective enough not to affect the physics and spirits of mankind It's just an effect, where do we go from here? When we lack love in our hearts When we lack an open heart, a lot to ourselves And the one that truly love that we love Truly we don't really give a fuck Another day it starts my conscious on to me once more for me to face an expectation which is coming up, yo. The flesh is overcome, the spirit's eyes open but shut sight. So we can't see the road cause I'm scared of the light. I got to go on, I got to move on. We got to go on, we got to move on. Cause if you don't search for the truth, your soul will definitely remain on that one.
It is time you open up that metaphysical grave that has been dug for you, the part of you, the spark that lays buried. That is what's going to open you up. That's what's going to give you the ability to escape. Escape your metaphysical mind. 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 Blessings and grace. And welcome to the metaphysics of the moment. And so we're going to go forward into the Pistosophia and to um, the first book of the Pistosophia, that is. And that would be chapter 10. Chapter 10. It came to pass then, when the sun had risen in the east, that the great light power came down, and which was my vesture, which I had left behind in the four and twentieth mystery. As I have said unto you, and I found a mystery in my vesture, written in five words of those from the height, whose solution is this, O mystery, which is without in the world, for whose sake the universe has arisen. This is the total outgoing and the total ascent which has emanated all emanations and all that is therein, and for whose sake all mysteries and all their origins have arisen. Come hither unto us, for we are thy fellow members. We are all with thyself. We are all one and the same. Thou art the first mystery. Thou art the first mystery which existed from one, the beginning, and the ineffable before it came forth, which existed from the one, the beginning, and the ineffable before it came forth, and the name thereof are we all. Now, therefore, are we all come to meet thee at the last limit, which is also the last mystery from within. Itself is a portion of us. Now, therefore, have we sent thee thy vesture, which had belonged to thee from the beginning, which thou hast left behind in the last limit, which also is the last mystery from within, until its time should be completed according to the commandment of the first mystery. Lo, its time is completed. Put it on thee. Put it on. Come unto us, for we all draw nigh to thee to clothe thee with the glory by commandment of himself, and that the first mystery hath given us it, consisting of two vestures, to clothe thee therewith, besides the one which we have sent thee. For thou art worthy of them, since thou art prior to us and existed before us. For this cause, therefore, hath the first mystery sent thee through us the mystery of all his glory, consisting of two vestures. And the first is the whole glory of all the names of all mysteries and all emanations of the orders of the spaces of the ineffable. And in the second vesture is the whole glory of the names of all mysteries and all emanations, which are in the orders of the two spaces of the first mystery. And in this third vesture, we have just sent thee, is the glory of the name of the mystery of the revealer, which is the first commandment, and of the mystery of the five impressions, 
and of the mystery of the great envoy of the ineffable, who is the great light, and the mystery of the five leaders, who are the five helpers. There is further in this gesture the glory of the name of the mystery of all orders, of the emanations, of the treasury of the light and their saviors, and of the mystery of the orders of the orders, which are the seven amens, and the seven voices, and the five trees, and the three amens, and the twin savior, that is the child of the child, and of the mystery of the nine guards of the three gates of the treasury of the light. There is further therein the whole glory of the name of all those which are in the right, and all those which are in the midst. Further is therein the whole glory of the name of the great invisible, which is the great forefather and the mystery of the three triple powers and the mystery of their whole region and the mystery of all their invisibles and of all those who are in the 13th aeon and the name of the 12 aeons and all of their rulers and all their archangels and all their angels. And of all those who are in the 12 aeons and the whole mystery of the name of those who are in the fate and in all the heavens and the whole mystery of the name of all those who are in the sphere and of its firmament and of all who are in them and of all their regions. Lo, therefore, we have sent thee this vesture, which no one knew from the first commandment downwards. For the glory of its light was hidden in it. And the spheres and all region commandment downwards have not known it. Haste thee, therefore, clothe thyself with this vesture and come unto us. For we draw nigh unto thee to clothe thee by command of the first mystery with thy two vestures other which existed before thee from the beginning with the first mystery until the time appointed by the ineffable is completed. Come, therefore, to us quickly, that we may put them on thee until thou hast fulfilled the total ministry of the perfection of the first mystery, which is appointed by the ineffable. Come, therefore, to us quickly in order that we may clothe thee with them according to the command of the first mystery. But yet a little while, a very little while, and thou shalt come unto us and leave the world. Come, therefore, quickly, that thou mayest receive thy whole glory. That thou mayest receive thy whole glory. That is the glory of the first mystery. It came to pass then when I saw the mystery of all these words and the vesture which was sent to me that straightway I clothed myself therewith and I shone most exceedingly and soared into the height and I came before the first gate of the firmament shining most exceedingly and there was no measure for the light which was about me and the gates of the firmament were shaken one over against another and all opened at once, and all rulers, and all authorities, and all angels therein were thrown all together into agitation because of the great light which was on me. 
and they gazed at the radiant vesture of the light which I was clad, and they saw the mystery which contains their names, and they feared most exceedingly, and all their bonds which which they were bound were unloosed. They were unloosed. And one left his order, and they all fell down before me and adored and said, how hath the Lord of the universe passed through us without our knowing? And they all sang praises together to the interiors, to the interiors. But me, they saw not. They saw only the light. But me, they saw not, but they saw only the light. And they were in great fear and were exceedingly agitated and sang praises to the interiors of the interiors. Overstand. And so we're going to move forward into the metaphysical meaning of virgins. And I found this uh, to be central because the metaphysical meaning is, you know, um, 10, the 10 virgins. Matthew 25, 113 represents the senses. So the 10 virgins represent the senses. They are five in number, but have a twofold action. Overstand. The senses are five in number, but have a twofold action. Five in the inner realm, five in the outer world. The way to supply oil for the lamps of the virgins, even of the foolish ones, is to affirm that the life source, spirit, from which comes from the power of hearing, smelling, feeling, seeing, and tasting, is not only material, but spiritual. But spiritual as well, overstand the ten. Your five senses, twofold overstanding. And the metaphysical meaning of world, again, a state of consciousness formed through the belief of the reality of things external. You know, you follow standards. The standards are what's important. And standards is man's intellect. Man's intellectual standards are determined according to the judgment of the senses. Right? Your intellectual standards are determined by the judgment of the senses. The one true standard of thinking. Right? Utilizing the senses that God gave you. And thinking, the metaphysical meaning of thinking, is the formulating process of mind. It's the faculty of the ego, the omnipotent I am of each one of us. The thinking faculty, maintaining that focus, is the inlet and the outlet of all our ideas. It is active, zealous, impulsive, but not always wise. Right? Its nature is to think, and think it will. You know, if you're ignorant of your office, a prince in the house of David, a, and and stand meekly by and let it think unsifted thoughts, your thinking faculty will prove an unruly servant. Its food is ideas, symbolizing the gospels as fishes, and it is forever casting its net on the right, on the left, for a drought. You alone can direct where its net shall be cast. 
You are the one who says, cast the net on the right side. John 21.6, overstand. The thinking faculty in you makes you a free agent because it's your creative center. In and through this one power, you establish your consciousness, build your world. Through the volition of this faculty, you can refuse to receive ideas from the Most High. You can cut yourself off away from the realm of original truth or from the illusionary universe in which we're always unraveling tangled ends and casting shadows. Thus, we see clearly that this faculty is the rock thinking is the rock, the foundation upon which the consciousness must be built. Be no longer a slave to the thinking faculty. Command it to be still and know. Command it to be still and know. Stand at the center of your being and say, I and the Father are one, John 10.30. I am meek and lowly in heart, Matt 11.29. All authority has been given unto me in heaven and on earth, Matthew 28.18. There is no God else beside me, Isaiah 45.21. Overstand the I am and the I am the I and I, and having the clear eyes to see the eyes to see the lies, right? To realize the real lies. Overstand, you know. The ten must begin within. It leads back to one. It leads back to one. We're going to take a music moment. Blessings and grace. Thank you. 
Cause abstract eruptions of emotions manifest in conjunction my inner vision when I try to reconnect in my breath. It's getting heavy, I bereave the hidden phrases that just can't seem to make their way into the forefront of my blunt mind. I'm running out of time, I gotta find my way back to a linguistic type of tongue that's intact. And in fact, if I'm not on track, my rhythmic dialect will disturb my overture of love and words. If I could die and remember the words I said, I would be alright. If I could just remember the words I said tonight, and my intentions never would be misread, and we wouldn't have to fight. If I could just remember the words of my With what's within my mind and it's slipping I mean there's no definition I'm falling into submission I'm black out, fading now I'm closer to knowing the words I was going for Then I don't know where I'm stumbling I'm uttering nonsense Can't seem to slip a scotch My eyes like I'm not just the word about it Is you and I falling apart in the black pit That stirs all of my forgotten words If I could just remember the words Blessings and grace. I want to thank ones for joining me again for another podcast of Women's Wednesday. Tonight actually is my one-year anniversary of being a part of the, of the Disciple Radio, the Discipleship Radio family. The blessings to all the ones that call in and have um, enjoyed the musings of my expression and the music I share and the knowledge that I try to bring forth and the way that the Most High moved my spirit and put it on display as far as what affects us all from day to day. Blessings and strength. And I'd like to give um, a shout out and some love to the music that was played, the frequency that was just a Kenya, absent-mindedness, Kamasi Washington, Final Thought, Sun Ra, Godspell, NECA, Focus, Teklun, Oberoi, Juliana Camiozzi, I'm Still Here, John 9, Feel Good, Kavinya Up There, Akua Nairu, featuring Nairobi Selah and Sarak, Boom Bap, Samoa the Great, Queen Conscious, Hemtris Sativa, featuring Junior, 
um, no retreat, no surrender. Oshun, that day. Jim Tree, awake. F Soul, ascend. Janai, brothers. Samoa, the great, female. Don Tillman, I'm free. Kavinia, incubator. The Whitefield Brothers featuring Bajaka, Earthology. Sarak, true mastery. And Janai, gratitude. As we all move forward, let's take in these numbers, and as we look upon them and gaze upon them, we can have a deeper understanding and how it's, you know, displaying itself, you know, and how the ways that we have to check ourselves, you know, numer- numerically as well as spiritually, and how that interplays with our being. You know, these numbers are not here, you know, in the air taking up space in our head. They're guideposts over sin. Overstand the master plan. Blessings and grace and power forward ones. And also tune into Discipleship Radio for all the offerings that are there. Blessings and grace to all the brothers. Upper Room of Zion, Testify Tuesday. You know, um, thank God it's Friday. Overstand and join one for the Sabbath worship on Saturday. And um, blessings and grace to Lyndon Ross Adonis for providing I for, with this opportunity to develop and express Women's Wednesday. And she was named. Amen. Just be 